Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for what the hell is it? It's the 13th of February, 2024. It's the day before Valentine's Day. Gentlemen, you have been warned, and ladies, you... Well, I would say you had nothing, but there's a lot of stuff that men want. It just doesn't involve anything you can buy from the store. Actually, we went to Walmart the other day, yes, yesterday, and I was going to buy my wife flowers. We were there, and she's like, you want some flowers? All of them were crap. They had a ton of flowers. They don't put any water in the basins in Walmart. Because they're idiots. They only employ really incredibly... you got a register that does 99% of the work and it takes forever to get through the checkout. Like, I don't know what the hell. Anyway, if they didn't have a good price on milk, I wouldn't bother to go there. And actually, poor Bailey. I'll post a picture. Don't forget to show the uh, support the show. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or Derek Hunter.locals.com uh, at the Patreon site and I'll make it available for everybody, member or not, to see. Poor Bailey. She wanted this toy... And I told her I'd think about it. And so she wanted me to remember what toy it was. And she made me take a picture of her next to it. And she looks so sad and so hopeful in this picture. Super cute. But so sad and so hopeful in this picture. So <clears throat> Maybe at some point I'll have to sneak back over there and buy this stupid thing. Uh, but she doesn't need another toy. God, I'm such a sucker for it. Anyway, I'm going to go broke buying toys. Let's, uh, don't forget at the end of the program, we'll be giving away a signed copy of my book and, uh, the next contest and everything like that. We'll, uh, get to all that and more, but first let's get on with the show so we can get on with our lives. There's so much to get to today, but we got to start off, of course, with the Super Bowl. I watched the Super Bowl. I didn't find the Super Bowl to be all that great of a game. Most of the game. It got interesting. It got exciting at points. And uh, there were more cutaway reaction shots to Taylor Swift than there were cutaway reaction shots to the sidelines. I thought that was a a bit much. I get it, CBS. You paid like $2 billion to, to show it, and that's what's getting all the social media buzz. But Twitter is not real life. Twitter is not real life. Taylor's very happy. I Personally, if we're going to talk about Taylor Swift, I want to talk about how bangs are just a bad look, Right. Even on Taylor Swift. Bad look. Stop with the bangs. But the game... Overtime... I don't remember. There was apparently one other overtime game. I don't remember it. It was uh, a good game. I like the fact that it wasn't first score wins. I always thought that sudden death overtime in the NFL was stupid. But honestly, I'd like them to play a full quarter. It would bring clock management into it. And that means, you know, if you can score twice, you score three times. That's fine. If you score not at all, it doesn't matter. Do 15-minute, well, you can't call it a quarter if there's five of them, but you get 15-minute periods, and they're full through. Full on. See, my, uh, my resentment to sudden death over time goes back to a childhood trauma I suffered thanks to the Detroit Lions. I don't remember what year it was. I just know it was the mid to early, early to mid-'80s. And the Lions sucked. I know that's not news. But they took the, I think it was the Chicago, but they took somebody to overtime on Thanksgiving Day. And like, ooh, over, they actually have a chance to win these Lions. And again, the way that they do it is so evil. 
It's when you give up hope and then you get a little back. They give you just a little bit back and then they rip the rug out from you. The kickoff for overtime went to, well, just call it the Bears. The team is irrelevant, but I think it's either the Bears or the Vikings. The kickoff was returned for a touchdown. So it was over. Like, oh, we get, we came back. We got to overtime. Let's do, Lions have a chance. No, they don't. Never mind. It's over. And I've always resented sudden death. Now, in hockey, there's nothing more exciting than sudden death overtime. In baseball, you can't do sudden death overtime. In the NBA, who cares? But I think it'd be better if they did sudden death overtime just to spare everybody. It's like the last minute is all that matters anyway. Each team gets 15 timeouts. Somehow the ball ends up at half court. I don't know how any of that crap works. I find the game wildly boring because of it. But football, it's unfair. Oh, you just march down the field to kick a field goal. Game over. Well, that that's bad. That's annoying. That You didn't get a chance. You didn't get a shot. So they changed the rules. And this time, each team gets a possession. Then it's sudden death. Which I still think is bad. Just play the whole quarter out. Do you notice nobody was calling timeout at the end of the overtime period? Because they're like, well, if it clock runs out, they just it's like the change of quarter. They go to the other end because it's sudden death. Well, if it weren't sudden death, if it were a full period, the 49ers would have called some timeouts, would have tried to reserve some time on the clock. They would have had a chance to go down and at least possibly win the game. Instead, you just score a touchdown and it's over. Now, not that that wasn't exciting and I don't personally care who won. I would have preferred if I had a choice to see the 49ers win, which pretty much I'd resign myself to that guaranteeing that it was going to be the Chiefs because that's just how my luck works when it comes to sports. But I didn't bet, so I thought maybe I could cheat fate on that one. But I did not. So fate, you win again, you bastard. But, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs had won already. It wasn't because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, although I do have to say, um, Travis Kelsey seems dumb. I've never, he seems like a guy, you know, like a, a dude, I guess would be the way to put it. Every dude I've ever played sports with. But he's not somebody I think it would be interesting to have a conversation with about anything other than chicks, beer, and sports. Like, you get outside of that trifecta of Kelsey's knowledge base, and I think you would find that you'd have a better, more interesting, more stimulating conversation with a shoe. I'm just guessing. Just guessing. So maybe Taylor Swift, because everybody thinks, oh, Taylor Swift, she's she's so smart. She's so this. She's so She writes the song. She... Yeah, have you ever seen Taylor Swift particularly interviewed? She's kind of fun and flirty and whatever, but she's not really challenged. Nobody asks her anything deep. You're going to go, well, Jimmy Kimmel's going to really grill her. Stephen Colbert is going to do anything except kiss her butt. So maybe she's not that bright either because I don't find that. Look, she probably didn't graduate high school, at least not in the traditional sense. She's been famous since she's 15. So she, you know, when she start, once the money starts rolling in, the report card matters a hell of a lot less. I got, oh, how'd you get on your report card? Oh, I don't know. I just got a $3 million check from the label. So I, how does that math work? Yeah, good good call there. Never mind. So she might have gotten a diploma, but I don't know. The uh, other thing about the Super Bowl 
the ads sucked. I, I'm not alone in this. The ads really sucked. There were, what, two ads maybe that I thought stood out? The Ben Affleck one with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Tom Brady. And there was just too many people in it where you're like, oh, there's Matt Damon, right? And they're all dressed up like morons and it's for Dunkin' Donuts. It was amusing. It wasn't all that funny. It was amusing. Because we know that, like, Ben Affleck isn't that guy, Right. And then the uh, the only one I thought that was really good that I can think of was the Arnold Schwarzenegger State Farm one, where he's like, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and they're trying to convince him to pronounce neighbor, neighbor. And then at the end, they come up with the solution, and like, oh, uh, they got Danny DeVito sitting there. He's like, yeah, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. DeVito says the line, and they're sitting in the theater watching it, and Arnold Schwarzenegger says, you're a two-faced backstabber. <laughs> Tavita says, I'm a two-faced backstabber. <laughs> that I thought was funny. But the rest of it was just a waste of time. Okay, there's Beyonce. Well, I'm not a Beyonce fan. I think she's overrated. Okay. Oh, but she's doing this. I don't care. Beyonce's not interesting to me. Oh, there's, there's uh, what was the other ones? Tom, Tom Brady seemed to be the, make the most money out of the whole Super Bowl. He seemed like he was in every other ad. But the one where um, one of the sports grifts, I mean sports books, says uh, you, anybody can win or there's a deal for any. I don't even remember what the hell it was. But for everybody except for Tom Brady, because Tom Brady's won enough. And now that could have been clever. That could have been fun. It's got Vince Vaughn. And then they had Wayne Gretzky in a cameo that was absolutely wasted because Tom Brady should have said, hey, you, you've won a bunch of Stanley Cups. Why is he okay? And it could have been something like, well, I'm, I'm nicer. People love me or something like that. They could have just had some fun with it. Instead, they didn't. It was just stupid. Because sports books, they don't really need to advertise. They just make a ton of money. They got rich yesterday. You probably didn't. So overall, I give the uh, Super Bowl kind of a bust. It just, I watched it. The girls sort of tried to watch it in uh, on Nickelodeon where they were sliming people when they scored. But then Quinn was coming in going, nobody's getting slimed because nobody was scoring. Nothing was happening. So it was mostly boring. But, um, meh, whatever. Move on. Next year, it's a rebuilding century for my Lions. So there you go. Okay. In other news, the White House is still running around trying to pretend that Joe Biden is not 81 years old and not mentally 112 years old. It's really kind of sad to watch. They've The White House has joined TikTok, ladies and gentlemen, now, TikTok, for those of you who don't know, is a Chinese spyware company that allows you, in exchange for all of your personal idea, uh, identifications and everything you've ever typed into your phone, allows you to post short videos online. If you Now, there are TikTok celebrities. There are people who make a ton of money at TikTok. It's real money. They're making real money. You are not going to be one of them. Your kids are not going to be one of them. Every once in a while, one person will break through and everybody goes, oh, we could do that. We could. Do no, I've watched too many Ryan's World videos and too many uh, dabs, whatever the hell kind of family it is. But videos and you're like, you know, we could probably do that with our kids and make a fortune because that little Ryan kid, weird looking kid. Now he's probably aged out of it, but he's like worth $200 million. You walk down the toy aisle in Target and there's like, there's his face. All he is is this 
Eh, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to call a young kid an annoying piece of crap because I don't know that he's a piece of crap, but he is annoying. But, I mean, he's made a fortune, so what the hell do I know? And we've watched those videos because the kids watch these videos, and I was like, you yeah, know, we could probably do that. We can't do that. I never, try, I never tried, but there are 800 million other parents out there who did try. They probably invested thousands of dollars in equipment, built sets that went absolutely crazy, and uh, their videos get like 78 views, most of which are grandma and grandpa watching it 78 times. But TikTok does have some celebrities. And so everybody under the age of, I don't know, 25 wants to be on TikTok and wants to be a TikTok celebrity. Joe Biden is decidedly not under the age of 25, but he is in desperate, desperate need of the votes of people who are under 25. So he joined TikTok. Now, keep in mind that the Biden administration, I believe, has banned TikTok from government devices because of the spyware to it. Um, They discourage actively people from using TikTok, adults from using TikTok, because, again, it really does just down. Now, unless you're talking about where you're burying bodies or anything like that, where you put your uh, what's on your phone probably isn't going to devastate you, the loss of it. But they could have access to your bank records. They could have access if you've got nude photographs. You could have access to nude photographs, whatever it is. Now, it'll probably never be an issue in your life because you're probably not going to be in a position to be blackmailed by the Chinese Communist Party. Just going out on a limb there, I can't say it for sure, but I would suggest that most of us will not be in a position where we need where the Chinese Communist Party having leverage against us is going to be an issue, much like, and this is what drives me nuts about conspiracy theorists in this country, and the government is listening to your phone calls, and the government is this, and the government isn't doing any of that. And like, Unless you're a very specific type of person, the government doesn't know you exist. Thorns in their side, they know you exist. Burrs under the saddle, they know you exist. Everybody else, if you're just going about your business, the government, there's too many people in this country for them to know that you exist or care that you exist. They know that you exist come April 15th. Well, more accurately, April 16th. Any any, any tax returns from this person? No? All right, then let's go talk to them. That's it. That's the only time you matter to them. That's why I love to get a kick out of the people who are like, the system is rigged against me. The system is rigged. The system doesn't know you exist. All right? The system doesn't know you. It doesn't matter. Is there one particular molecule of water in a swimming pool that the gunite gets particularly excited about? No. No, it doesn't. I know. It's horrible. Everybody has delusions of grandeur that they're special and unique and everything, and we are different in every way, and you are unique in that there's only one you. But as far as the government mattering, or government trying to get you, government paying attention to you, the odds are pretty slim. Not zero, but pretty slim. You probably shouldn't live your life as though it's 100%, though. But you should be aware of the fact that if you're paranoid that the federal government with your Social Security number is going to be tracking you for your whole life, that if you download TikTok, you pretty much welcomed the Chinese Communist Party into your life. Just, Just saying. So Joe has decided to go after the youth vote by putting on a pair of khakis, 
and standing in front of a TV when he's getting ready for the Super Bowl and doing a short video. Now, what's funny is we all know that Joe can hold it together for a couple minutes, right? We all know that Joe has moments of lucidity. The people who most look at Joe Biden and think, my God, he's a senile, crazy man who they don't know anything about. And these are people, these are young people. And these are people who don't remember Joe when he was lucid, when he was able to string together a coherent sentence. It wasn't that long ago. Go find any bit of footage from Joe Biden from the last, I don't know, five years ago to whenever. And uh, he sounds significantly more with it. It's gone downhill dramatically. So as you watch, he's always been stupid, though. You've got to be aware of that. But as you uh, listen to this clip, this is going to be Joe Biden's very first TikTok he thinks this is going to appeal to the youth vote. He thinks this is going to appeal to kids. He thinks that him asks, answering quick questions in a rehearsed way where there's editing in this. This video is, how long is this video? This video is 30 seconds long. And there's editing in this video. Because why? There's jump cuts, there's, there's this, there's that, there's the other thing, there's cutaways. Because they had to do multiple takes to find out or to uh, cover up his probably flubbing of the lines. But here it is, sadly, the world's oldest teenager, Joe Biden, doing his very first TikTok. Chiefs or Niners? Two great quarterbacks, hard to decide. But if I didn't say I was for the Eagles, then I'd be sleeping alone. My wife's a Philly girl. Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? I'd get in trouble if I told you. Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden. See, he's so hip. He's so young. He's so spry. He's just so with it. Hey, teens, let's talk about sports ball. Who doesn't love sports ball, right? Teens, my fellow teens, yay. I'm not sure who he thinks, who they think this is appealing to. Like I said, each between each question and answer, there's a cut, there's an edit. It's very subtle, it's very quick, but you can spot it if you watch it. Why? Because they need to remind him of his lines. Do you really think, Joe? I don't want a president who knows anything about the Kelsey mother, right? Do you? I'd like to think the president of the United States is a little bit too busy or has more important things to do, or even when there isn't more important things to do, wants to rewind in a way that doesn't involve watching the mother of two NFL players make cookies or a reality show, whatever the hell she is, I don't know, or catching up with what Taylor Swift is doing and, and hanging out with her mom, their mom, which is really why, by the way, the focus on the... Uh, the uh, Kelsey boys, because, you know, Jason Kelsey wasn't playing in the Super Bowl. There's no reason for it to be mentioned. He's retired now, too, so it doesn't really matter which one you like better. There were much better options for questions for the president of the United States. Which quarterback do you like better? Which who's the lowest, you know, the, the Brock Purdy, last person taken in the draft, leads his team to the Super Bowl. There are lots of other storylines that are much more relevant. And they went with the Kelsey brothers because up in the box with Jason Kelsey is 
Taylor Swift, who's cheering like she's been a lifelong Chiefs fan, which I guess you can kind of understand a little bit since she's dating the guy. But then there's that idiot called Ice Spice with her, who I think she had to have football explained to her at the beginning of the game and was also cheering like she'd been a lifelong Chiefs fan. The fakeness just bothers me. You know what? I... I'm going to talk for a second about these idiots. You know, it's not just the left. You want to know why the left does so well with young people? It's because we have so many killjoys on the right, so many people who are just awful and hideous and horrible, and they see somebody having fun and they go, well, I'm going to have to take a dump on it. I'm going to have to just ruin this. Benny Johnson. I know Benny a little. He is very interested in Benny Johnson very principled when it comes to Benny Johnson. He's tweeting out nonstop about Travis Kelsey, how he's like the problem with the world. I don't think he's the problem with the world. I don't think he's the solution to anything in the world. But he went after Andy Reid, the coach, because he was pissed off. You're trying to win the Super Bowl, and you're not throwing your best player the ball, and the other guy fumbles the ball. So you're going to be pissed off. You're going to go at the coach. He bumps into him. So what? They're fine. Benny Johnson tweets out the video of it and says, Hey, kids, don't ever mix your seventh COVID booster with Bud Light or else you'll end your career on national TV. What a disgrace this guy is. So only somebody who never played sports would think that. Only somebody who never played sports would not understand that passion. And then, of course, he dresses like a weirdo. He dresses like an idiot. He's wearing some sparkly suit because why not? He's flashy. He's in a bunch of commercials. He's making a fortune. It's his brand. Who cares? Betty tweets it out. Hi, this is not, and not is all in caps, a man. That is all. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's, if you took a vote, which is more manly? Dressing like a 70s rock star but going out and kicking ass on a football field or... Being a keyboard warrior, pretty sure keyboard warrior wouldn't wouldn't win that poll. But you sit there and you just watch, quote, our side, and you go, what is the point of this? Do you have to just take a crap on everything that's popular? Every, you can just leave it alone, you know, but not if you're inter- – if you're interested in advancing a political cause, you leave it alone. If you're interested in advancing your bottom line, you don't leave it alone. You get paid by Twitter for interaction. So you piss off everybody out there. So they hate tweet you and they each get served ads and you get paid for that. That's what's happening here. We have so many people who are less interested, swear they're interested in the cause, but don't do anything that doesn't advantage them in service to the so-called cause. And anything that doesn't, they just ignore. It makes me sick. It really does piss me off. I just had to comment on that. So Joe Biden... While trying to appeal to the kids via TikTok, passed on the option to talk to the 100 plus million, whatever it ends up being, watching the Super Bowl through a, you know, a friendly interview with CBS News. If you really think there was going to be anybody asking him difficult questions from CBS News or from anywhere, you're insane. It was going to have been Margaret Brennan who hosts uh, the Meet the Press thing. I don't know. I don't even know who does the the news maybe she does the newscast too i don't i don't know i don't watch cbs except when they have the super bowl because i'm not 80 my parents loved cbs like oh this this procedural drama 
One of the things, God, it was, uh, I forget who said it, but somebody said it on the Adam Carolla podcast a long time ago, where CBS's dramas, all the uh, the alphabets, the NCIS, the CSIs, the this, the that, and the other thing, they're written on the premise of the no S, I work here too, theory. And what uh, that means is there's a point in every episode, and I've only I've seen a bunch of episodes, but I never really paid that much attention to it. Whenever I'd visit my parents, they constantly were watching that, or my mother would watch Law and Order until the wee hours of the night. But um, there's a moment where coworkers, police, investigators, lawyers, whatever, they're all working. They all work together, but they speak to each other like it's their first day on the job, like it's the other person's first day on the job, or that they've never actually been on the job. They're just they're just a Walmart greeter, and uh, they're telling them, like, yeah, this this means, of course, that they they just state the obvious. So he prob- so he wasn't decapitated here. He was decapitated in the car and dragged into here. And like there's blood trailed everywhere. It's in the car. His head's still in the car. And the other person, they always go, yeah, absolutely. It's just a side of soap opera. But at that moment, in real life, uh, one human being would turn to the other human being who just said that and go, yeah, no, no S, Sherlock. I work here too. Like every one of these dramas, like, oh, my God, the the writing is so bad. It's so formulaic. It is so like, all right, we got to turn it. We're on episode or season 74, episode 3520. Everything we possibly could do is there. But we're still making money at this. We've had 100 percent cast turnover. Let's just keep going. We'll re- take the old scripts and just change the names. Nobody will notice. They won't care. So I don't really watch CBS. That being said, if I'm president of the United States and I got a chance to talk to 100 million plus Americans for 10 minutes unfettered, I'm taking it, especially if I'm in a heated reelection campaign where, you know, 36 percent is the only group of people who think I'm doing a good job. And that's being generous in a rigged poll. So he oh, by the way, can we just for a second talk about how bad the halftime show was usher like oh it's usher when was the last time usher had a hit i'm pretty sure i was going through puberty at the time like what the hell who thinks that's a good idea i don't know the nfl seems to view their fans as like 15 year old girls with really bad taste in music all the guy i guess maybe because everybody in the stadium who's not a 15 year old girl goes and gets beer at halftime but still usher didn't lip sync i'll give him that he couldn't breathe and couldn't sing he could roller skate though so he's got that going for him anyway so joe passes on an interview with cbs news but then he releases a, a video he's he did his first tiktok about the super bowl and then he did a thing on what they call uh well, he's, he's, they call it shrinkflation. It is, you know, they've done this for years. My whole life, the, the, the contents of a can of tuna have shrunk down probably by about 25%. Not the actual can of tuna, but the contents inside. If you look at the net weight of it, they reduce it by like two ounces here, a quarter of an ounce there, whatever. And uh, it's not surprising 
because they don't want it. Look, the choice is, let's just say a can of tuna is a buck. I think a can of tuna actually is about a buck. A can of tuna is a buck. Well, their costs have increased 25% thanks to Bidenflation, right? You have a choice. You could then charge $1.25 for your can of tuna. Or you could shrink the can of tuna by 20, the contents of the can of tuna by 25%. You just replace it with water or oil. And by the way, I don't know who buys tuna in oil. I made the mistake. Occasionally I'll buy some tuna. So I'll like, oh, tuna fish or whatever. Or, you know, when it's, you want to know how weird I am. When a cat's birthday is coming up, they get a can of tuna on their birthday. The vet, like, it's just made up, but the cat, the vet emails me, hey, it's the cat's birthday. Bring it in for a checkup. I'm like, oh, can of tuna day for this cat. So I accidentally bought some of the uh, tuna in in oil. Like for, I don't know what you do. You can't make a sandwich out of it. You can't do, what do you do with it? It's so gross. I don't know who does this. Why do they do this evil? So I think I just threw them away or donated them. Or something. They're gone. And I've never made that. I've been super keen on paying attention to which cans of tuna I buy now because it's just awful. I tried tasting it. I'm like, this is gross. This is who does this? Anyway, they've been shrinking the 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 uh, amount of food in these things for a long time. Why? Because you can either raise your prices to a buck twenty five or cut your size by twenty five percent. Which, you know, if it's like a five ounce can it's not all that much, you're not gonna notice the difference. 25% is being a little bit dramatic, but you get the idea. And if you are Tuna Company A and you say, well, we're going to raise our prices to $1.25 because that's just the way it costs for everybody now. And Tuna Company B goes, nope, we're going to shrink it a little bit. Tuna Company B is still a dollar. Now you're a dollar twenty-five, And a whole bunch of people are going to go, well, I'm not, why is this one more than the other? They're not going to look at the fine print. They're not going to look at the size of the contents of the can. They're just going to go, well, screw Tuna Company. Hey, greedy bastards, what are they doing? What do they think they're so great with their tuna? And they're going to buy Tuna B. So you kind of have to have that uniformity in the market. It's much easier to keep the prices the same by reducing the amount of the product. It's better business, probably. And quite frankly, a lot of products like chips, we could use fewer of anyway. That being said, Joe Biden decided to release a video, a social media video, lamenting shrinkflation without acknowledging, and maybe again, he's senile, so maybe he's blissfully unaware of the fact that he's the reason for it. Listen to him. The Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Yeah, the reason they're doing it, you turd burglar, trying to keep it family friendly, 
is because of you. You've driven up the cost of everything. Your profligate spending, your buddies getting a fortune in uh, government subsidies and whatnot. The, the Inflation Reduction Act, which you said, well, I shouldn't have called it the Inflation Reduction Act because it just created inflation, right? It's like saying that uh, sex prevents babies. Hmm? Well, either way, you're screwed. But it's insane. You say, oh, well, they're not trying to drive up. You're the reason they're doing this, Joe. It's not greedy corporations going, boy, we can milk more money out of it. If Rito Lay is sitting around, what if we take 10 chips out per bag? We'll save the equivalent of a potato for every 15 cases that we make. And boy, howdy, we will be swimming in the money there. They have a choice. Do we raise our prices? Or do we keep the prices the same and lower the amount? Which is more important? I know you'd much rather have more for the same amount of money or more for less money. But thanks to Bidenomics and Biden inflation, you can't do that. No company can operate that way. So the choice is cost more or get less. Get appreciably less. By the way, for most of these things, the amount of shrinkage is nominal. It's around the edges. If you are licking clean the contents of a bag of potato chips or the carton of ice cream, you've got bigger problems than than you're ready to admit or deal with, right? The amount of chips in the bag is not good. You know what? I didn't used to lick clean the Frito-Lay's bag, but now I feel like I'm missing one ounce worth of potato chips which is really nominal and insignificant. So I find myself eating the foil that the the potato chips come in because of that salty, greasy goodness that glistens off the sides of it. No, seek professional help. Go to the hospital. Seriously, right now, turn this off. Go to the hospital. But if you're looking at a bag of chips that's three bucks and it's like, well, it's either we take out two ounces or we charge four bucks for it, which one makes better business sense to you? People can afford three bucks. People can't afford four bucks. And you go, well, that's only a dollar. What's the di-? It's everything. It's everything. It's really easy to look at these things individually and go, well, that's a charge and 50 cents more. This is a ripoff, the greedy bastards. Or it's only 50 cents more. What do you care? Do that. Because Joe is advocating there for higher prices realistically. They're charging the same, but giving you less. It's because of their cost. So uh, if you want them to give you the same amount you used to get, they're going to have to charge you more. So Joe is actually literally advocating for higher prices right there, which to my mind isn't particularly smart. But then again, we're dealing with Joe Biden. But if it's 50 cents here and 25 cents there and a dollar there, how many times do you go to the grocery store and you just buy one thing? Never. Maybe if you're in the middle of cooking and you go, oh, crap, I forgot the whatever. And you, I forgot the baking powder. I got to run to the store. And you run in and you get baking powder and you get out. That might be the only time anybody goes, okay, we've done. That's in and out one thing. But even then, 90% of the time, I bet you're like, well, while I'm here, and do I have enough of this? Or am I going to have to make another trip? I'll just grab it. If you're making cookies, I'll grab another thing of butter or whatever. You can't get out of the grocery store without 
a couple of things. And if you're going grocery shopping, like deliberately we're going grocery shopping for the week, you'll end up buying 20, 30 different items. You add 5, 10% to each of them, a dime, a nickel, a dollar, another dollar to, to each of them. And suddenly you're talking about real money. There's an old saying, it's an old quote, I forget who said it. But it was famous, and now it's laughable and quaint. I think it was uttered in the 60s or whatever. Here's like a, a billion here, a billion there. Pretty soon you're talking about real money and talking about government spending. Seems quaint now since in the time it took me to tell you this anecdote, the government probably spent a billion dollars. Used to be 15 years ago, 20 years ago, the government spent about $10 billion a day. Now they're spending closer to $15 billion a day. Just to give that some perspective, since you know nobody can really grasp what a billion dollars is or what a five trillion dollar budget is, the numbers mean absolutely nothing. Uh, I, and my my friend's mother told me this long, long time ago, back in high school, and it, or just after high school, and it it stuck. And I did the math. I broke out the calculator and did this. A million seconds is eleven days. A billion seconds is thirty three years. That's the difference between a million and a billion seconds, just seconds. You may or may not, you have you have lived a million seconds. You have not lived or you may well have lived a billion seconds. But a trillion seconds is more than 32,000 years, 32,000 years for trillion seconds. All of human history is not as long as a trillion seconds. We have not existed as a species for a trillion seconds. And yet our government will spend $5 trillion this year. And the president of the United States is out there whining about the fact that Pringles has taken three chips off the top so they can still sell their tubes two for six bucks. When he's the reason the potatoes cost so much in the first place. Maybe you see now why he doesn't want to sit down with CBS News because he's terrified at the prospect that somebody would ask him that. Probably not, though, because for him to be terrified at the prospect of anything, he'd have to be aware of the prospect of it, and he doesn't seem to have that in him anymore. Since we talked about uh, Biden shrinkflation, I do want to play this for you because this is, uh, it's funny, as Joe Biden is trying to seem hipper, just trying to be hipper, hip, hip grandpa, trying to appeal to the young kids. They put out a video on Super Bowl Sunday of the president of the United States essentially ripping off an Andy Rooney rant from 60 minutes from like 40 years ago. This is from the late 70s, early 80s. It's a lot longer than this, but it's this sets it up nicely. And you realize Andy Rooney was old back then. This is the president of the United States now. He's channeling Andy Rooney. And given how he's talked to so many dead people recently, he may actually have collaborated on making the video with Andy Rooney. We just don't know. Say there's good news tonight for all you shoppers who hate to carry those heavy grocery bags to your cars. Guess what the good news is? Well, beginning just recently, I'm sure not many of you have noticed because the prices haven't changed much. But beginning recently, you haven't had as much to carry because a one-pound can of coffee only weighs 13 ounces now. The two biggest sellers 
Maxwell House Coffee, which is owned by the old cigarette company Philip Morris, and Folgers, which is owned by the old soap company Procter & Gamble, have both cut the amount of coffee in these cans by more than 18%. Now, Andy Rooney was older than dirt there, and he's always older than dirt as far as I knew. I don't know that he... I think he was born like 57 years old or something like that. But he's certainly more with it than our president is now. But it's, it really is. Everything old is new again. That had to have been around the time of the Carter administration and the inflation that Carter brought to us. And that's when these things tend to happen. It's like, all right, we either need to jack up the prices or or find a way to cut costs. And like, all right, well, we'll cut costs because if we jack up prices, people will get mad at us. And now... The president of the United States. They're putting less tater chips in your bag of tater chips. Yeah, because of what you've done to us, Mr. President. Because of, I would like a word with the person who's responsible for it. Well, go find a mirror, Mr. President. Go find a mirror. Of course, if he did find a mirror, he's often found in the White House, I'm sure, staring at the mirror. Wondering if the man in it wants to fight or why he's looking at him in such a weird way. You you ready to go, pal? You ready to go? I'll take you out behind the barn. I'll treat you the way I treated Corn Pop. And since we are talking about our senile president of the United States, and it's difficult not to talk about our senile president of the United States because, God, it's just, it's terrifying. Really, truly is. He, um... Well, the RNC put together a, one hell of a montage. It is damaging. It's on my Twitter feed. I recommend you you find it. I've retweeted it at Derek A. Hunter. But the audio is telling. They put a little bit of... This is one thing I hate about Internet. Look, it makes it really easy to find the audio you're looking for and you know, to find interesting audio that illustrates your points and what have you. But... Too often they go for the dramatic effect. This doesn't need the sad piano music at the uh, underneath it. It just doesn't. It's like the end of every episode of The Hulk where Bill Bixby's walking off in the background. He's got the the thumb up and doom, 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 doom. Just illustrate how miserable he is, how lonely poor David Banner is. Oh, it's just terrible. We get it. Okay, we get it. We don't need to see him, you know... He's miserable because his his budget for just blue jeans has to be like $20 million a year. Every time he sneezes, he rips a pair apart. So that's got to be a rough on anybody. But it is weird. It was weird that the uh, the Hulk's calves turned so giant they just shredded his pants into shorts. But his thighs and his waist and his crotch, nope. You got this, like, I want stretchy jeans, but only from the knee up, right? I want a lot of give there. The the rest of it, though, I like my Hulk calves. Uh, ladies, when you get a look at those calves, they they get a little weak in the knees themselves. So make sure that they are rip away all the way around. Never understood that. But anyway, you watch these old reruns, and there he is walking away with his thumb up. Doom, 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 doom. His whole life, he's like uh, he's like Reacher. His whole life's in one backpack, and he's able to hitchhike. Who wants to pick up a guy who dresses like Jay Leno, hitchhiking down a country road? I don't know who it is, especially somebody just out of a town where a green monster was spotted. Right? But anyway, people on the right feel compelled to add these little 
sad music. They want to punctuate with it. It's sort of a more evidence that we're not particularly good at, you know, the the me. Well, we're good at memeing, but it's, sometimes you just have to let things speak for themselves. You add to it, and you miss some of the audio, because part of Joe Biden's senility is. Not when he whispers like this. It's when he whispers like this. You know, it's whispering for effect because just like when he yells at America, he's yelling because same reason Hillary yells, same reason most Democrats yell. In place of actual compassion, in place in place of actual giving a damn, they think well volume, volume. And in place of, you know, real concern, really wanting to convey information that is serious, wanting to punctuate it, you can do it with your voice. You can do it with your tone. It's more your tone than your voice. But if you just bring it down a notch, you let every, you think you're drawing people in when realistically you're just being a weird dude on stage, leaning into a microphone, whispering. But Joe in this montage, and this is a long montage, but it's worth listening to. Joe in this montage is not doing it for effect. He's doing it because his batteries are low. He's doing it because he's he's worn out. He's doing it because he's confused both about where he is and what he's trying to say. And the RNC put this together. The RNC is very good at this. The RNC research on, on social media is very good at compiling these things. It would be wildly more effective. If the RNC then took things like this, obviously you can't take this long of a a video and put it on television in an ad form. But you can cut this down to 30 seconds. You can cut this down to a minute long version of it. Too much more than that. And uh, being repeated on television would become monotonous. But you can make several one minute ads out of this. And illustrate the point. I don't think you want to do it this early in the campaign when they could still dump Joe. But <clears throat> later on when they can't, when it gets closer in the summer, right around the time of the conventions, you then run this ad constantly and redefine who Joe Biden is by reinforcing who Joe Biden is. Right now, you produce these things on social media where there's people like me who follow the RNC research, and you go, okay, well, you've already got me. And then there are people who follow the RNC research because they work for MSNBC and they hate Republicans and they just want to keep up with what the enemy is doing. You're never going to get them. Most people on social media don't follow these accounts because they're interested in fashion trends, TikToks, and side boob. So... Uh, it would be good to get these things on television rather than on social media. Oh, it went viral. It got a million views. Yeah, a million people who are already on your team or who are never going to be on your team watched it. Everybody else didn't. And those are the people you got to reach. Those are the people who watch TV, don't live on Twitter. Anyway, this is still worth it and telling and sharing and, and worth sharing and all of that. So Without any further ado, forgive the length of this, but, you know, I want you to have the full scope of what is wrong with our president. Here is some of Joe Biden's greatest uh, what's. I, uh, um, anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. 
I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway. I, I just, look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. It was in February, February uh, January, after we been elected. The late January, early, early February. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. Uh, I, uh, for two reasons. One, to... It's an impact, an impact the decades have been making because inaction was, uh, there was inaction the, uh, with, with, with the Department of, uh, uh, with, from, from, uh, uh, excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from, in, in Florida, down to Tampa. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. The idea that, um, and, and, and Joan, Shengang, 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 but, uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning, uh, this effort, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I want you to know that, uh, I want to thank you as well for, uh, with the nature, not America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him, uh, put, put, look, a solid meeting with, um, with, uh, the uh, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? From the uh, 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 excuse me, they also increase corporate uh, growth. They make a very good point. Here's the deal: fifty thousand, one hundred fifty-nine thousand billion dollars less. My plan is to make. Concrete, concrete. I know. I know. President. Uh, excuse me. The um, leading leading tech companies like Anthropic. And, and I'm going to mispronounce. I'm not going to try. The beer brewed here. It is used to make the. Beard in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. By the end of a governing crisis, uh, it's time to end it. These constant, yeah, anyway, be good. Because that's why we can't let, well, uh, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago. I'll never forget. Well, I won't go into that. Anyway, I, I, I just think that. Uh, 
Florida Small Business Winner Award winner, uh, Business Week winner. Now, it has the Evolver Institution. About uh, um, the former Prime Minister, uh, like to take baths up there. Anyway, overruled that to uh, reinstate uh, the uh, 32nd freestanding, have free, 30 free. I'm just following my orders here. He has no idea where he is most of the time. He has no idea what he's talking about a lot of the time. Not every time, but an ever-increasing amount of time. Now, with each one of those things, you have that blank sort of stare. You have video that goes along with it. You don't have to doctor it. Nothing there was doctored. Nothing was elongated. There are no quick cuts. It's not like his his TikTok video where each question is like, uh, this thing that I clearly know nothing of, but I'm absolutely 100% firm believer in. It's damning. It truly is damning. And yet the Democrats spent the weekend ignoring it. They spent the weekend pretending that he is fine. <clears throat> there, I will say this. I have noticed that the, the enthusiasm for defending Joe Biden against the charge of senility is waning. It's not gone, but it's waning. They're now spending more time. They're not defending him. They're not saying he's not senile. They're now saying the, the special counsel, Robert Hur, he should not have written that. Robert Hur should not have added. It is un, unbelievable that he would allow that in the president and the White House. They're all very mad at Attorney General Merrick Garland for allowing this to go out in the special counsel's report. They're not saying it's not true. They're saying it's ridiculous. How dare they? How dare he report this? It's pretty different. It's actually pretty telling. You think about it and a little bit terrifying that they're like, wait, so your defense of this is you you shouldn't have said it. The calls for release, apparently there were uh, there's some sort of recording of the president speaking with a special counsel. They had to. There had to be a stenographer. Either it's a stenographer, it's a straight up transcript or they had a recording device out there. It was toyed with on Friday that maybe they should just release the, the 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 audio or the video. Let's see. If the White House is refuting this, let's release it. But that went the way of the dodo pretty quickly, which is telling. The White House didn't come out with it. The White House counsel issued a statement saying it was ridiculous. This is untrue. The president is absolutely with it. And how dare the special counsel include anything about his mental acuity in this report? It is an outrage. But they didn't say... We were there and we demand the release of the video or the audio or whatever to show that this is not true. That would clear it up. If it were, in fact, not true, if what these people are proclaiming were the truth, then would you not? Let's just say you're O.J. Simpson. It's 1992 or 93 or whatever it was. 
And apparently O.J. Simpson is dying of cancer right now. So if you care about O.J., you're the one person in America who cares about O.J. But if you're O.J. Simpson in 1992 or 93, whenever it was that uh, he accidentally decapitated his wife and Ronald Goldman, his ex-wife and Ronald Goldman, I'm sure it was an accident. It happens. Um, And you know that at her house, because you paid for the house or whatever, there's surveillance cameras around there, security purposes, whatever. They've got surveillance cameras everywhere. Now, there wouldn't have been surveillance cameras everywhere back then. Nowadays, there'd be a good chance of it. But if you're O.J. Simpson and you know that she had a ring doorbell and a whole bunch of cameras around the perimeter and Arlo set up around the house, that would be your first thing. Well, release the videos. Let's have the video. Let's see It'll exonerate. You'll see that it's not me. If you do everything you can to make sure that the surveillance video never sees the light of day and that prosecutors are unable to use that at trial, whatever's on those tapes, I'm going to start to suspect that maybe maybe there's something on that tape you don't want to see. You don't want other people to see, I would say. If you're not calling for it, knowing full well that it exists, if you're not calling for the release of these things, then I would suspect that maybe that bit of evidence would not help your case. There's really only one reason that it wouldn't help your case, right? If you're, if you're Joe Biden's attorney, if you're White House counsel or his personal attorney, and you know that this was taped, just so they'd have an accurate record of it, you would say, release it, if what you're saying is true. If what you're saying is untrue, you would say everything they're saying, and you wouldn't mention it at all. Because if you go out there and say, well, the president was perfectly lucid, there's video evidence of it, but I will refuse to ever allow it to, to be released to the public. It's ridiculous in no way it should ever be released. Then people would go, well, why? If OJ is not allowing the video to be released of Nicole's security camera ring doorbell, you got to kind of wonder why, don't you? I think you do. Since we're talking about our senile president, our geriatric octogenarian what is a nine-year-old octogenarian knocked nine-tigenarian whatever he ain't gonna be president when he's in his 90s hopefully he won't be president when he's 82 but our president of the united states the secretary his secretary of homeland security went on meet the press this weekend and boy it's this guy i was a a little bit about me. I was a theater major for the first year in college. Why? Because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. Who does? And I went uh, to college right out of high school for a year. Then I took a couple years off because I ran out of money and I didn't have any money to begin with. And I didn't qualify for financial aid according to the government. I didn't know about loans. It was just wildly stupid. Nobody prepared me for anything. And I wasn't ready for college. If I had gone to college right then, I probably would have ended up with a theater degree. It would have been a complete waste of time. You don't need a degree to do it. And it was mostly I, I liked doing it because it was fun and the girls were cute. Like That's basically why I spent my time in theater. But theater is also full of some of the worst people ever. So is politics. The worst people ever 
who are just as phony as the day is long and who are as obnoxious as you can't believe. I'm not talking about the people who you go to a party and there's somebody breaking out into show tunes constantly. That That's just a fact of life. I still actually have somebody in my life who kind of does that now, but not an obnoxious theater person, not anymore. But they are just so smug, some of them. Some of them are just the, they make your skin crawl. You want to whip out like a dead bass from your pocket and smack them upside the head with it. Just, just shut up. That's Alejandro Mayorkas. That's what he reminds me of. Is He reminds me of every whiny, bitchy little person from theater that I've ever known. You ask him anything. Well, I do not believe this and I will not do the blah, blah, blah. I am above this. I will not address your question and you are simply wrong. You can't tell these people anything. They are not about to let the facts stand in the way of a good story and they will not address anything related to reality. They have decided what matters and it doesn't matter where you're coming from, what you're asking. They are not interested in that. They're not going to engage. It is, oh, they're, the, they're just obnoxious as hell. They're the kind of people that make you question the Heimlich maneuver. He was asked about the remain in Mexico policy. The Biden administration in the first two weeks of Joe Biden assuming office signed something like 92 executive orders that rescinded a whole bunch of policies on the border that Donald Trump had put in place. Was Trump perfect on the border? Of course he wasn't, but he's a damn sight better than this guy. And he's asked about remain in Mexico, which is one of those things that the Biden administration scrapped. Now, it's kind of funny because he said, we have to get Mexico to do it, and they have indicated they don't want to do it, publicly said they don't want to do it. Well, they publicly said something. Okay, congratulations. They've publicly said something. If you're citing what Mexico has, quote, publicly said, that tells me that you haven't actually spoken privately with Mexico, right? Isn't that what that means? Uh, have you talked to Mexico about remaining? Well, they've publicly stated that they don't want to do So what? They're constantly talking to governments around the world about things they've said publicly and trying to get them to contradict those things. Are they not? Israel, we will not stop until Hamas is destroyed. We will blow up, kill them all, blah, we'll fight, we'll fight, we'll fight. And the uh, American government behind the scenes is saying, you guys, you need to take it easy. You need to stop. You need to dial this back. You need to let Hamas basically live. They're doing that. They've publicly stated that they're not about to do that. But privately, they're like, well, you need to, you need to do, why are you contradicting? What you, if you're willing to have a conversation with Israel to try and get them to stop defending themselves against genocide, why are you not willing to have a conversation with Mexico about them reinstating something they had agreed to willingly not that long ago? Right. That doesn't really cost them all that much. And quite frankly, Mexico could use the population, too. Right. Not all of it. There's far too many people pouring into this country and, and pouring walking through Mexico for Mexico to comfortably absorb. And the cartels don't really want that. They're paid to bring people all the way to the United States. But Mexico was happy to have remain in Mexico. They tried to offer asylum. They actively tried to offer asylum to these people, which, again, makes every single claim of asylum garbage. 
but we're going to have to wait six years for a judge to declare that to be the case and hope that the person then shows up and goes, oh, well, I tried, and then returns home, which is never, ever, ever going to happen. Anyway, the um, the smug Secretary of Homeland Security was asked about possibility of reinstating Remain in Mexico. Just listen to Mayorkas, not just what he says, but his tone. And tell me I'm wrong about the smugness. What about reinstituting the Remain in Mexico policy? That is something that you terminated. Do you regret terminating it, given that migration has increased in the wake of that? And are you considering reinstating it, working with Mexico to do that? A few things about Remain in Mexico. First of all, it depends upon uh, Mexico's agreement. And Mexico has articulated publicly that it will not allow the the re-implementation of Remain in Mexico, number one. Number two, it's been challenged in the courts. Neither of those points has a damn thing to do with it, but he couldn't just say no. See, Mayorkas is one of those people who tosses the words out. There's a problem. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. The president is on the ball. The border is secure and blah, blah, blah. He's just a lying sack of garbage. Sack of post-digested food. But the idea, Mexico has said publicly that they will not reinstate Remain in Mexico. Well, what did they say privately? So there's a whole lot of countries. See, we give Mexico a lot of money every year. We're pretty important to Mexico, as a matter of fact. In fact, I believe this year was the first year in at least 20 years that our uh, trade deficit with Mexico was greater than our trade deficit with China, meaning not that they're dumping things in here, but we bought more stuff from Mexico than we bought from China. It's actually the, the idea of a trade deficit is ridiculous. We're going we're gonna to have a trade deficit with most countries because we have the biggest economy and we consume a lot of things. All right. They don't have the ability to buy some of the some a very small percentage of the people in China or in Mexico have the ability to buy what we produce. They just don't have the means to do it. So it would make sense that they make stuff and sell it here. We sell stuff there, but not nearly as much. Now, sometimes there are artificial trade barriers, but we're going off on a tangent here that doesn't need to be going down. But they, um, we have a lot of sway over Mexico. For all their public grousing, most of the time a politician of a – I wouldn't say Mexico's an ally, but they're certainly not an active enemy – time. I don't think they particularly wish us well, but they're not an active enemy like China or Russia or Iran. They have to say things publicly for domestic political consumption. But the president of Mexico, Mr. President Lopez Obrador, if he talks tough against the United States, there's a strain of people in Mexico who go, yeah, you know what, don't, don't let those people, don't let those Americans bully their way into this and tell us that. Who the hell do they think they are, et cetera, et cetera. There's domestic consumption for that, a lot of domestic consumption for that. It makes perfect sense. That doesn't mean it's set in stone. That doesn't mean they can't have their mind changed or their arm twisted into changing their mind. Hey, you like that foreign aid we're giving you? How about we stop it? Hey, do you like this, that, or the other thing? How about? Would you like some tariffs? Would you, you need to help us out on this. Realistically, we could put pressure on Mexico 
to seal their southern border, which is a fraction of the size of their northern border, and really stop the flow of illegals into Mexico. And then we wouldn't have to worry about them coming through the United States. But you'd really got to have to want to stop it to do that. And I'm not really convinced 100% that anybody really wants to stop it. But what I get a kick out of, too, about what Mayorkas was t- saying there is at the end, he goes, and it, it's, and second, it was challenged in court. It was challenged in court. So what? Everything is challenged in court. What does it mean? It was challenged in court. The court did not rule it unconstitutional. It doesn't involve people who are in the United States. Therefore, they literally have no standing in American courts. The people who challenged it in court, my orcus doesn't bother to point this out, are left-wing activist groups representing illegal aliens who were remaining in Mexico, who were forced to remain in Mexico. They were suing in order to get in. I'm not sure how any lawyer could say, well, they definitely had standing. Then that case would absolutely be adjudicated so that the people who are not in the United States would be allowed to enter the United States so that then they would be granted standing in the court. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Everything is challenged in court. If that's all it takes to say, well, all right, well, we're frozen because somebody filed a lawsuit, then file every lawsuit on the face of the earth based on every single thing the Biden administration attempts to do. Sue the hell out of them. But when they are sued and lose, like on the student loan forgiveness, they don't let that stand in their way. They go, oh, that's neat. Nice idea. Good job. But we're going to, okay, we can't do it that way. I'm just going to go about it and do it another way. The Supreme Court said you can't do this. It needs congressional action to cover the money. And you are not trying to do this. Another thing, by the way, Democrats campaigned on it. They're very, very insistent. We can forgive student loans. We must forgive student loans. The predatory loans out on college campuses, there are loan officers from various mini banks that are running around and jumping out of bushes and scaring children and threatening them at gunpoint. If they don't sign up for this student loan, they will murder them and their families. So they're coerced into signing up for these predatory loan people. Nothing could be further from the truth. You don't accidentally say, I don't know what was going on. I went to a a baseball game. and The next thing I knew, I had $120,000 in student loan debt. I don't even know what happened. I didn't read the fine print on the back of the ticket. Or boy, how did they upgraded the uh, terms of service for iTunes. And the next thing you know, I had $250,000 in student loan debt and a worthless degree in gender studies. I don't even know how that happened. But the time at Smith College was the best time of my life. It's insane that something was challenged in court binds them when things that were actually challenged in court and adjudicated all the way to the Supreme Court don't bind them. (laughs) They've got a team of lawyers looking for ways to get the government to absorb a trillion dollars in student loan debt. But they couldn't have one guy go, maybe we should make a phone call to Mexico and see if there's some way we could work out a Remain in Mexico rehash. Of course, 
It's amazing what you don't find when you refuse to look for it, and it's amazing what you can't get when you don't really want it. And yet you get these, this is is what Democrats are blessed with, that Republicans are not. They have every single cabinet secretary out there willing to go out and absolutely make complete 100% buffoons of themselves on national television to the point that a normal human being would go, my God, I'm embarrassed to be me. I can't do this. I have a reputation to protect. I can't do this. I feel like such a jackass. I, no way. I have to live with my. There's none of that. Not any of that on the left. They just go, Secretary Mayor Pete, yeah, no, I'll go out there and explain. Uh, roads are racist, right? That's what you want me to say? Okay, yeah, roads are, roads are totally racist. Look at the way roads are. They're just racist. How are they racist? Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm the Secretary of Energy, a former governor of Michigan, absolutely worthless politician. You need me to do a publicity stunt tour of parts of the country with an electric vehicle? All right, that sounds good. Oh, we can't get a charger? Because people are parking. All right, let's get cars towed. Let's get a. Let's pretend that this is going swimmingly. It's an absolute mess. What's amazing to me is there aren't more. You know that there are cabinet secretaries you don't even know about. Javier Becerra or uh, Javier Bacaria, as the uh, president of the United States called him, my good friend Javier Bacaria when he appointed him, and it's like, dude. You you don't know who he is. He's not your, your good friend, all right? He hasn't been seen in forever. How is the fact that the Secretary of Health and Human Services is not seen by the, there's no proof of life from this guy, nothing. How is that acceptable? How's that possible? He's a former member of Congress. He's a former Attorney General of the State of California. It's like, oh, okay, he's just not in because he's terrible at his job. He's hiding. He doesn't want... He probably goes, I don't want to go out there and defend this crap. I don't want to go out there and defend... He's a Hispanic man. He'll be asked about the border. He can't defend what the president's doing on that. He wants to have a political future. I'd say he was a younger man, but relative to Joe Biden, the earth is younger. So it's just ridiculous. It's hilarious to watch this. It's hilarious to even watch the media try and cover it up and try and make excuses for it and try and justify this stuff. It's You think it's crazy now. Wait until the election gets closer. If Democrat, Democrats can't dump Joe Biden, all they can do is nudge him towards dropping out himself. What they don't seem to realize is this is the reason he's alive. This is the reason for his living since ni- the mid-1980s when he first ran for president. He wants to be president. He lives to be president. Not that he wants to do anything. The guy doesn't have any core beliefs. It's that he likes being the president. He likes the legacy of having been president. He likes the trappings of being president. The Reverend Dr. Jill Biden absolutely loves being first lady. Do you think that they're going to willingly leave the White House because Joe has lost his marbles? He was never that bright to begin with. All right, that is enough for today. And by enough for today, I mean that I fell asleep earlier, and now it's 12.06. So I will announce the winner tomorrow. Sorry, if you fast-forwarded to the end, you didn't miss anything anyway. But, uh, yeah, my bad. 
Uh, I'm not going to wake the girls up to draw right now, and I haven't printed anything up. It's just one of those days when you get absolutely wiped out. So I was laying in bed, drifting off, and getting, oh, crap, i got to go do the thing, post the podcast. So here's the end, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. And then you get your sticky book, man. Come to some slack, Jack. Have a great night. Thank you.